This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and thank you for joining us for the Sky Blue Extra match preview pod. I'm Matt in the company of Andy and Ross, and we are of course sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, the ideal locations both before and after a big CCFC game at the CBS Arena. As I'm sure you all know, our series of match day previews began last week, and this is where we'll give you all the information you need ahead of the Sky Blue's next big encounter, including opposition insight from rival fan channels. So Mark Robbins' men will return to the CBS Arena this weekend to take on Watford, who come into the game on the back of a 1-0 home defeat against Blackburn last Sunday afternoon, and will be keen to make amends for a somewhat stuttering start to the season. Looking back at last season, City were able to pick up a 1-0 win of their own at Vicarage Roads back in November, thanks to a Victor Giocare's goal. Before coming back from 0-2 down to draw 2-2 at the CBS in April, um, Matty Garden and Bedsheaf finding the net to rescue a very important point at that stage of the season. Boys, any standout memories from last season's game? I'll, I'll start with you, Andy. Yeah, the, the, the win at Vicarage Road um, was great. I think uh, the Gokra's goal was was brilliant because we had a, we're not got a great record there, have we? So no. that, that stands out for me. I think that was a brilliant result. A standout away performance that was brilliant because obviously they were quite heavily fancied like that did that last season yeah didn't they? yeah they first few like, months after coming down yeah. from the premier league so obviously they hadn't started amazingly at that point i don't think but you're still expecting a premier league side to, to come down and and obviously you know push towards the top of the towards the top of the table so definitely a standout victory there ross give us your thoughts obviously any memories back to that 2-2 draw uh, back at the CBS, a very important game for us. It felt like maybe a point wasn't a good enough result for us to make the playoffs, but then we saw other teams stuttering and it ended up being a massively important point for us in the end. Yeah, mate, it was weird, wasn't it, that time? It just felt like 
we'd do something stupid and think, oh, well, that's it now. And then everyone has to just give us, give us an opportunity, wouldn't they? It'd just be like, yeah, if you drop points, we'll do exactly the same. <laughs> it was, you're kind of always waiting for someone else to just overtake us. And they didn't last year, did they? But um, yeah, that, that, that two all game, I touched on it earlier on, didn't I? I said that that team, obviously when Wilder was the manager for them, then obviously they'd, um, who was the manager they got rid of before they had Edwards. And then they had, um, I can't even remember who they were. It's hard to know. It's, we're only going back a, f- a few months, but... Or There's a few, so many of them that you forget. Yeah. Yeah. As if, do you know what I mean? We, we've had the same manager for nearly seven years. <laughs> In that time, they've probably had 10. <laughs> it's ridiculous, that their club and their, their, their policy on managers. But yeah, um, it was a good game. It, it, to be honest, when it when it was 2-0, it felt like it could be a stoke. You know, when we, when we lost 4-0 at home, it felt like what, yeah. it was going to be one of them games. And then second half, I just remember Matty Godden, we started to play better. And then Godden got that um, that goal that definitely got took in by the wind. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. So he shot and for some some strange reason, it just curled way more out. You can tell by the fact the keeper didn't even dive. The keeper just went like that. And then all of a sudden he saw it go in the net because he thought it was going miles wide. But the wind definitely took that back in. And then that, that changed the game because they really looked rattled then. Um and then obviously she scored and we, we should have gone on to win it. Because in that game, we had a stonewall penalty on Brook Norton Coffee, if you remember as well, when he took yeah. it past their wing back and it didn't get given. Still can't believe that never got given for us back then. That was unbelievable. But yeah, yeah we could have won that. We had we had good memories against them last year. We beat them obviously away. Jokeres scored that good goal. And that was a that was a good away result, sort of around like winter time, not November time, I think that was, wasn't it? And that was up, yeah. they were a relegated team at that point as well, weren't they? So it was um it was quite good to go there and get a win, but yeah, I think, I think, for, like you said, for going off last year, um, I know to be honest, I don't really know too much about them this year. Um, mm. I know they've got um, Valerian Ishmael, who's obviously ex Barnsley and West Brom manager. Um, he's an aggressive, aggressive type of manager in terms of how he wants his teams to play. They're always quite fit robust teams that get up and down the pitch and will go man to man against you and get get in your face so it'll be interesting to see how they um how they get on to be honest but i'm sorry how we get on next week against them but yeah i don't actually know too much but we had some good encounters against them this year so hopefully we can uh we can follow suit on on saturday at home and it's another three o'clock kickoff and it's be nice to end with a with a win then a win and a clean sheet going into the international break where you don't concede a goal at home and win win two and draw one's quite a nice little little run of form to go into the break with then isn't it so yeah it'd be nice to go and get a win against them on on saturday but but we'll see yeah and start to turn the cbs back into a fortress obviously we've seen that be massively important to us in recent seasons and obviously another victory here maybe another can you see as you as you say we'll start to build that uh that feeling up again but uh, we've obviously touched on the magic manager there, Andy, from your perspective, and we've obviously spoken about the fact they're recently relegated from the Premier League in the last couple of seasons. You would expect with a side that have been in the Premier League over the last couple of years to have, you know, a few more standout, bigger names still in the squad. And we see that with the likes of Norwich and, and maybe a few others. But it's a difficult one with, with Watford when you have a look at it, isn't there? There aren't too many big name players in there that you can you can kind of think uh you'd be overly worried about but this, there's obviously still got some talent in there is there anybody in particular that you you look at and say this would be you know somebody for us to maybe keep an eye on yeah to be honest they've lost key players haven't they Joe pedro obviously has gone mm-hmm. um obviously sar has gone as well hasn't he who's 
who's in Marseille now, um, key players they've lost. Um, if you look in this season, they got a lad from Colombia. Um, he played a bit last season called Yasser Esprilla, who's mm-hmm. a decent, decent player. He's quite tricky and got, you know, he's looked quite dangerous this season. Um, Wesley Hout, the defender, probably one of the one, one more well-known players for Watford this season. But apart from them two, I looked at the team and I didn't recognise a lot, if I'm being honest. It looks, I don't know whether they're trying to bring youth in or people from abroad. I don't know. But yeah, apart from those two players, it, nothing really came off the page of me to say that stand out or I recognise, to be honest. And the way they've started the season, obviously they beat QPR 4 0 for opening day. But apart from that, they've done absolutely nothing. I think they've drawn one and lost the last two. So this is a game that we've got to earmark to win. And in terms of, as you say, you touched on some of their players, there are maybe a couple of names with experience you mixed in with, with some of those more youthful players coming in who have obviously taken Tom Ince, who's left yeah. Reading after their relegation. Jake Livermore as well Livermore, came yeah. over from, Livermore, from yeah. West Brom. Any thoughts about uh, about the impact that those two players could have on, obviously, this Saturday's game, but also on, on their season overall? Well, apart from they were both on the bench against Blackburn. <laughs> so hopefully they'll be on the bench against us. But because they lost that game, they probably might start, which will give them a little bit more You'd experience. You'd expect to see changes after that loss because yeah, Blackburn haven't looked great, have they? And, uh, and obviously a home loss to them, you'd you'd be thinking they'd be they'd be looking for, for a reaction, wouldn't they? Yeah, they will be. So they'll probably come in. But again, I don't think them two are massively nothing to worry about, if I'm being honest. We should we should roll Watford this year uh, on, on Saturday. I'll be very disappointed if we don't get three points. Well, to give us more insight into what we can expect from our opponents on Saturday, we caught earlier this week with Tom Bodell from the Watford Buzz podcast. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. On the whole, the summer has been more about who has left the football club rather than come in. We've moved on something like 25 players across the first team, under 21s and under 18s. And a lot of that was long overdue. Um, the the long-held suspicion by a vast majority of the fan base is that there's some bad eggs and players with bad attitudes that have uh, contributed to the overall malaise over the last couple of years and that getting rid of those was the most important order of business this summer. Um, Coach Valerian Ishmael made a point of saying that... Uh, sorry, Scott Duxbury, the chairman, made a point of saying that everybody who is here wants to be here now and that hasn't always been the case in the 10-plus years that he's been at the club. Uh, the major outs are Jao Pedro going to Brighton, which was done very early so that we could book that profit in the previous year's accounts. Ismail Assar moving to Marseille. And then some of our high, higher profile loanees, Keenan Davis and uh, Hamza Chowdhury, returning to their parent clubs over the summer. In terms of ins, it was a slow start. We're getting there gradually. I think most fans would like to see us bring in a good number more. And that is... Uh, a direct result of the performances and results that we've seen in the early weeks of the season. But the highlights are, I suppose, Tom Ince from Reading for £50,000, which was his release clause after relegation. Mileta Rajevic, who is a six foot four Danish striker who joined from Swedish club Kalmar this week. Uh, and he very much fits the bill of the number nine that Ismail has been looking for. Big, uh, kind of physically imposing forward. We've also signed Reese Healy, who scored a lot of goals for Toulouse in Ligue 2. Uh, prior to a bad injury after firing them to promotion. Uh, another one to look out for is Georgie Chakvatadze, who has come on loan with a view to uh, option to buy. He's sort of attacking creative midfielder. I don't, I haven't heard of him. I suspect a lot of Watford fans hadn't, but he has come in and looked quite exciting in the early weeks of the season too. Watford's start to the season has been 
mixed. Um, I think most people accepted that we were in it for the long haul this year, which was kind of what was said last year when we appointed Rob Edwards, that we were going in a different direction. There was going to be a kind of hard cultural reset. That has now happened 12 months later than anticipated, and therefore expectations are fairly skewed. I think there are some that think we're in the second year after relegation for the Premier League, the benefits of parachute payments, reasonably high crowds for us and so on should give us an advantage and we should be trying to maximise that and go for promotion. And there are others that think we're going to finish stone dead last because we've moved so many players out and they can't see where the goals are coming from. In the early weeks of the season, I think both things have been true. We started fantastically well with four first half goals against Queen's Park Rangers on the opening day, went top of the table and we haven't scored in the league since. So that is evidently a problem and there's a lot of pressure and expectation on Rajevic to be the man to fill that goal-scoring void. My own view, we're somewhere in the middle. We're not far away from being a decent team, probably not good enough to challenge the playoff places, definitely not good enough for automatic promotion, but certainly top-half potential. But we just need to find a way to be more incisive in possession and more... I guess, structured in our build-up play in the final third. The problem against Blackburn on Sunday on, in the Sky game was very much that we could get the ball to the final third and then once we got there, we just sort of went sideways or backwards. No real cutting edge or plan of how we were going to create good goal-scoring opportunities and that has to change. The Blackburn game, which was on Sky, which some of you may have seen, on the whole, I think we were pretty good. We had 20-something shots to their five. We had 60 or 70% of the ball most of the time, but we were caught by a sucker punch goal on the counter-attack, which left us looking pretty silly. Um, poor defending for it. The efforts of Edo Kayembe, central midfielder, in, in chasing Sam Gallagher were pitiful at best. Wesley Hoop, who has had a good start to the season, then dives in um, and Ryan Hedges scores a goal that some fans think goalkeeper Daniel Backman should have kept out his near post I think he probably wasn't expecting it it was hit with such force that it was going to be hard to stop but um, that is probably indicative of the juxtaposition of views amongst certainly Twitter using Watford fans uh, this season we were good as I said in the previous answer for kind of two thirds of the play getting up to the final third but once we were in the final third there were a lot of clipped balls into the penalty area that didn't really go anywhere, getting crowded out, taking two touches when one would have sufficed, not getting a shot off early enough and so on. And really, we didn't work uh, Rovers keeper Ainsley Pears particularly. Mateus Martins hit the post and the bar, and that really was about it for decent chances. In terms of the lineup for Coventry, we've got quite a thin squad because of the aforementioned clear-out. I think we will likely see new boy Mileta Rajevic come in and lead the line from the start. And I think Imran Luza, who was dropped for the Blackburn game due to disciplinary reasons, but still came on at half-time, uh, will probably start again because I don't think anyone that came in really shone. Uh, Kayembe, as I mentioned in the previous answer, was one of those players, but the more direct replacement was Ismail Kone, who's a Canadian midfielder who arrived with a lot of promise and a fairly big price tag, a reported €8 million. Euro. Hasn't quite hit it off yet, despite a lot of hype in his homeland. So I think loser will come in. The big question is going to be whether we are making a change at the base of midfield where Kayembe played. 
we've converted a centre-back, Francisco Sierra into a kind of number six this season. He's done very well there, uh, but he's now injured. I'm not quite sure what his kind of injury status is yet. I, I dare say we'll find out at some point this week. If he's fit, I would expect him to come back in. The other option there is Jake Livermore, but I don't think he's been brought in at 33 to start too many games. So I imagine it will be Kayembe if Sierra doesn't make it. Otherwise, I can't really see us making any changes due to the injuries that we've got. Players to look out for, it's a hard one because as I kind of alluded to, we are learning about this team as we go and it's a, it's a very much a new look team for us. I think the the big one will be Rajevic, comes with quite a good reputation from Sweden and, and by all accounts is kind of on the, the radar of the senior Danish national team, scores goals left and right, big guy, physical presence, it'd certainly be interesting and, and very different to the kind of profile of forward that we have Signed in recent history. Georgie Chakfatadze is another one. Came off the bench against QPR and looked phenomenal. Has been played in a couple of different roles, kind of cutting in off the left-hand side or as a kind of advanced number eight, pushing on from the centre. I think he looks better there personally. Um, but he's he's quite a lot of fun as well. And loser as well is the one kind of central midfielder with a bit of star quality uh, for us. He can, he can pick a pass and play a little bit higher up the field. Good vision and has been kind of included in this group of uh, leader figure, leadership figures by Valerian Ismail. So obviously seen as an important part of the team. At the back, to just give you one more name, I think um, the fullbacks are quite interesting in, in this system and it will be interesting to see who gets the nod, as I said, kind of fitness dependent. But uh, if, if if Ryan Andrews or Jeremy Ngakia play, you'll see two different types of fullback there for us on the right-hand side. The idea is that these guys kind of come inside and play an inverted role and, and bolster the midfield. So although on paper it's a 4-3-3, it ends up looking more like 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-3. Um, and, and, and Gakia particularly has done that well in the opening weeks of the season before he was laid low with injury. Ryan Andrews, much more kind of conventional when he plays, likes to overlap and get high and wide. Decision-making in the final third could improve, but at 19 years old, only turned last week, he's a really exciting young prospect as well. Score prediction, we don't score that many goals. Coventry are a good side, in my view, like some of the business they've done. Obviously got to the playoff final last season. I think we will probably lose 1-0 because most of our games have been pretty tight this season. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
big thanks to Tom. And if you did want to hear more from the Watford Buzz podcast, they are available across all major platforms. But moving back towards this Saturday's game and, and maybe how commentary approach it, um, Ross, what are your thoughts in terms of where you see this game being win or lost? Um, yeah, I think, like I said, they'll, they'll go man-to-man. They'll be quite an aggressive team. Um, like, like Andy said, I don't really know too much. Um, obviously, they've got a few. They've got a few players. Um, that boy, uh, I think his name's Mateus. Mate, Mateus is it? Martins, I think his name is. Um, I've seen a few, few, few clips of him this year for them. He looks quite like a bright, sparky player. Looks a bit of a technician. The, Bra- the Brazilian lad. Yeah, we'll call him like, the Brazilian lad. Yeah, the Brazilian lad. Um, he looks a bit like a Yari type of player. Looks quite good. Looks like he will cut in and have he'll have a shot. Good on the ball. Want to get on the half turn. Um, it'll be an interesting game because obviously they set up with a back four, don't they? They got. I remember mm-hmm. he, he's done that at every club he's been at. To be honest, I remember Barnsley, West Brom, and now Watford. He's gone with a back. Back forward, he was four three three. So it'll be quite interesting to see how we get on um, in the midfield. I think again, the midfield could be the. To be honest, is probably going to be the area that wins the game. So I feel like if they overload us in there with their three, and we only have the two, um, obviously with Eccles and Sheaf, if we get if we get overloaded with that, then they could cause us some some problems. But um, if we work hard and we 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 get to grips of of, of the midfield, I think we should have quite a bit that could cause the problems. I'd just like to see, I think I'd like to see Hadji start this weekend. I'd like to see Hadji back in, um, whether that be Godden or Sims drop out, that's up to that's up to Robbins. But I, I definitely want to see um, Hadji start, hopefully get a goal before the international break in front of the fans again. Um, I think he'll want to score even more now. I mean, he wants to score every week, but he will now, especially after missing that chance because I think from what I've listened to what um, Milan's interview and Robbins I think most of them were expecting once he opened up his body that he was going to he was going to slot that away because they must see that in training all the time and just slot them in the corner so he'll be disappointed that he, he didn't even really make the goalie work that much to be honest it was more just a routine save in the end wasn't it so he'll have a point to prove so I think yeah I'd like to see the same team play Um, hopefully we'll have a new we should have a couple of new faces that might be in and around the team on the bench, which would be nice for us to have more options off the bench and an even more stronger looking bench, should we say. Um, and then hopefully just maybe one change for either Sims or Godden to drop out and, and Hadji to Hadji to start, which should be would which would be nice. Um and yeah, Ayari could play, but I, I doubt he's gonna throw him in the deep end too much at the minute. I think he'll it'll be a bedding in job for him. I think he'll be a more of like an impact sub. For now, a bit like Sakamoto will, to be honest. I think they'll both be sort of impact subs over the next month or two until they get really fully up to speed with obviously how we play in the division and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be a, be an interesting game. But, yeah, I agree with Andy. I'd be, after the draw Saturday, I'd be disappointed to to draw or lose this game. I think it'd be one that we should be looking definitely at getting getting three points in. And then it's a, it's a good start, realistically. You've had two draws, two wins and a loss in your opening five. It's pretty good pretty good form if we can finish so yeah hopefully fingers crossed for a, a win and a clean sheet on Saturday to then go into the international break and Andy just get your thoughts in terms of the starting lineup are you generally in agreement with Ross he's looking at potentially the one change from from this Saturday starting lineup do you think uh, you'd go along a similar line do you think Ayari might come into the starting lineup they're potentially the two big question marks aren't they going into this game at the minute before we, we obviously see any new potential arrivals coming to the club no, I'd personally just go with a one change. I'd play because um, of Palmer's 
impact on the game yesterday. I thought he was I thought he was one of our best players um, in attacking centre. I can't see him being dropped. So the only one I would drop would is I'd put him uh, right in for Sims, and I would have played the right yesterday as well. So <laughs> for me, right has to come in, uh, and I'll go with the same team as what it was yesterday. Apart from that. And moving on, obviously, both alluded to hopefully seeing a big three points this weekend heading into that international break. We'll get some predictions starting with you, Andy. What what are you thinking scoreline-wise? Yeah, I think we'll win this. I think we're going to have another week of training, aren't we, which is going to be uh, very useful for all the players because obviously people like, like, you know, Milan pointed out, you know, he needs to get training and he needs to get matches under his belt. Because a lot of them, you know, didn't have a pre-season with us. Right as well, didn't have a pre-season with us. So another week's training under the belt is going to really help. And I think we'll come into this game flying. And uh, I think we'll win this game two 0 Two 0 Ross, guessing you're you're quite optimistic about this one. But give us a give us a score prediction from yourself. What I said for the Sunderland game, agree with Andy. Two 0 I'm going to go for um, for us on on Saturday. I think a clean sheet. I think we'll get a couple of a couple of goals, and I actually predicted us to. I predicted us to get two 0 against Sunderland. I think we could have easily got that. We just didn't take our chances. I just think what they'll work on this week will obviously it. it, it to be honest, I think it'll be a less expansive game. I don't think they're as rotational in terms of what Sunderland were. I think it'll be a little bit less. I think they'll be more just trying to stick to what they do rather than it being a, a tactical battle, so to speak. But. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go for a, for a two 0 We just need to convert those chances, and hopefully this week they'll be just working on getting a bit more confidence in the final third and doing a few different things. I think it all just comes down to we need to sometimes are a bit too obvious what we try and do. Like I can see what we're going to do up from in the stands. So if I can see what we're going to do in the stands, then professional footballers and defenders in the championship who are on 20, 30, 40 grand a week are definitely going to be able to read what you're going to do. So it's just about doing different, different things like the Middlesbrough game. When we went forward, we did different things. We, we had different dimensions. It just felt like yesterday it was a bit, it's just a bit flat. It was just the weekend. It was just there wasn't really much conviction to what we tried to do. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll 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 be doing some of that in training this week, and we'll just find them finishing touches on Saturday. So yeah, I'm going to go what Andy said. I'm going to go two 0 City. So a lot of unity to to finish the podcast there. Another two 0 victory predicted by Ross. Hopefully, another clean sheet, which I'm sure we'd all love to see at the CBS Arena again this weekend. That's all the time we've got for this preview podcast. Thanks again to Tom uh, for his insight into Watford as well. And another shout out to our fantastic sponsors at the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery. As ever, if you agree or disagree with anything you've heard on tonight's podcast, please do let us know using that hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans